folks into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is Casey Justclair here opening up our week of play-by-play. We are so excited and so happy to be here. Got a whole lot to talk about on this Monday show. We're going to have a couple of coaching guests on, and then we'll also uh, break down and recap what was a super busy sports week where we had so many things happening and you know so much stuff to to break down and 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 to you know uh, talk about. There was the Masters, there was high school baseball, there was the NBA playoff field is now set, Major League Baseball, like LSU baseball. Like there's so much that we could talk about. We could do whole shows on a lot of these topics, um, but we'll condense it into 90-minute uh, portion for you all. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home. Sure, those folks will be super busy this week with the uh, Good Friday and all that good stuff going on. Buzz off, Buzz off's the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. And then another reminder: join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company. Rev. Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute. Tonight, South Lafouche will be taking on Bell Chase at 6.30. Uh, down the bye in, in Galliano. It's going to be a big, big game for two teams that are both playing some good baseball. And then tomorrow, you got the rematch between South Lafouche and Vanderbilt, which is where we're going to lead off. Today's opening segment of play-by-play, which is diving into our local scoreboard. And look, we got to talk about it right out of the gate. Um, we've talked openly for weeks here on Play by Play about how South Lafouche didn't start their season the way that they wanted to, right? Maybe didn't play as well as they thought that they could in the in the first couple of weeks or so. Struggled, lost some games that they, if they played now, would likely win. Lost to De La Salle and, you know, had some games there that they didn't, you know, feel like they should have lost that they did. Boy, that feels like a long, long time ago now, because the Tarpons are playing beautiful baseball. They get a victory over Vanderbilt this past weekend, and it's not that they beat them because both teams are really good. It's the fact that they hammered them 12-6. to They led 12-4 to at one time. The big blow coming from Darren Ducey, who hit a tomahawk grand slam home run over the left field fence, his third home run of the season. Darren is such a great player. Such a great player. And and the reason the you know the way that I, I know that he's a great player is he's hitting like three hundred for the season, but yet he feels like he's been in a little bit of a mini slump and been fighting some strikeouts and trying to put the ball in play. He's been tweaking and tweaking his swing and trying to figure out ways to make more consistent hard contact. And boy, did that hard work pay off in the sixth inning when he hit that long fly ball over the left field fence. And they get the 12 to six win over Vanderbilt, improved to 16 and nine on the season, seven and zero in district play. And what that win did is it catapulted the Tarpons. Remember, they were in the 20s, and then they were all around the you know 17, 16 mark. 
Then they jumped up to, oh, 13-14, and then they've been continually making that climb. Guess what? Now they're in the top 10, and they are in prime position to position themselves uh, favorably for the rest of the season with seeding and everything on the line. They're now 16-9, number 8 in the 4A power ratings, first place alone in the district. A lot can change between now and then because they've got another game with Vanderbilt. They've got two games with Assumption, so they got to face some very quality opponents for their final three district games. But the Tarpons get just a huge, huge win over the Terriers and kind of set themselves apart in our local 4A district. 5A scoreboard, HL Bourgeois stays hot. They get a 9-5 to victory over Central Lafouche. HL Bourgeois has started the district slow, but they have pieced together several non-district wins in recent days that has really helped them to solidify their spot in the 5A playoffs. They're now 15-9, seated 24th, and if everything started today, they would be comfortably in. Also in 5A, East St. John falls to Thibodeau 6 to nothing. Look, let me tell you something about East St. John. They're getting better, bro. Um, you know, at the beginning of district, they were losing games like 20 to nothing. Now they're losing games 3 nothing, 4 to 1. Like they're starting to be more competitive and they're starting to be a team that you got to think about a little bit when you're facing whereas at the beginning of the district slate, they were just kind of the team that you would show up and, and beat the tar out of. We got to give kudos to Cameron Pierce, our dude over at Terrebonne High School. He's come on the show several times. His Tigers get a big win over Hanville, 6-3. The, the Terrebonne Tigers get a big win over Hanville. And now what that does is, let me tell you about this, in our 5A district, man, it's, it's chaos. It, it's all bets are off. It is chaos right now. We have got, let me pull up 7-5A. Destrehan is 6-1. Terrebonne is 6-1. Hanville is 6-1. And all of those teams are kind of fighting for the same spots right now. Uh, Terrebonne is in such a unique situation is that they're fighting to get into the top 32 while also fighting to try to win one of the most competitive districts in the state. It's weird. It's really weird. Usually you would think, hey, a team in 7-5A that's 15-11 and 11 would be comfortably in the playoffs. But for Terrebonne, it's a little bit of a grind right now. They're currently 34th. And I was telling Stan Grava this over the weekend, you know, we were exchanging some text messages for Terrebonne. They may need to win the district to get in, just with the way that the numbers are shaking out. But they get a huge win over Hanville, beat a 13-win opponent, hand them their first district loss, and, man, it just goes to show the madness that is our local 5A district. Destrehan is in a tie for first right now. Their only loss was to Central Lafouche, who's nowhere near contention. Hanville's tied for 29th, or tied for first. They're 29th in the 5A power ratings. Their only losses to Terrebonne. Um, anybody. HL Bourgeois is going to be a factor in this. Thibodeau could throw some arms that could scare you. Central Lafouche could throw some arms that could scare you. And even East St. John now, as we said, they have gotten a little bit more competitive. Boy, 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 our local 5A district is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun coming home down the stretch here. Congratulations to Coach Pierce and the Terrebonne Tigers getting just a huge win. In 4A, Assumption gets to ten uh, gets a 10-0 win over Ellender. They stay hot. Uh, not a big surprise there. South Terrebonne, boy, you feel for Coach Barba and his crew. You feel good for them, you know what I mean? As they go on the road to Morgan City, get a 15-0 victory over the Morgan City Tigers. South Terrebonne started district play 0-6, and they had lost several close, hard-fought games. Well, they finally got one. They beat Morgan City and get that feel-good feeling again, getting a 15-0 win. 
In 3A, we did not have any E.D. White, but we did have Berwick getting an 8-2 win over Erath. Let's see what else we had in our local 3A district. Patterson falls to Centerville, 15-1. Patterson's kind of behind the eight ball this year. They don't have uh, a very good club compared to some Patterson teams of years past. Riverside Academy beats St. James 9-2, so Riverside gets a win over St. James. In 2A, no home of Christian, so we go to 1A, Ascension Catholic Falls. That's a little bit of a surprise there. They fall to Central Private 8-7, Central Catholic Falls there. And then Coach Joe and his crew, they were off, so we don't have any CCA in 1A. There's going to be a lot of baseball being played today, which we could tell you if we look at the scoreboard weather permitting, of course. We've got, uh, let's see, in 5A, we've got no one locally playing. In 4A, we've got South Lafouche taking on Bell Chase. (laughs) Kind of weird uh, because there are a ton of games around the state being played, but so far we don't see anything local besides South Lafouche and Bell Chase. Berwick will be taking on E.D. White. That's a big one. That's a really big one there. That's a district game. That's a game that Weimer's likely going to be throwing, so E.D. White's going to be real tough taking on the number one team in the state in 3A. That's going to be one heck of a game. That's out in St. Mary Parish. Look forward to seeing how that one shakes out. In 2A, no home of Christian. In single A, we go Covenant Christian taking on Central Catholic of Morgan City. So Coach Joe and his crew are going to be locking horns with a very quality opponent out in St. Mary Parish, out in Morgan City. That game will be played. Um, then it's going to all set the stage for tomorrow where we've got a bunch of district contests and everything of this sort. Man, look. It's crazy to think um, because at the beginning of the baseball season on the high school ranks, we were all saying, man, what's wrong with this team? Or, you know, why is that team not doing better? You know, like, what's going on? Why are we got some teams that are in some slumps? And now it's all starting to round into form. HL Bourgeois starting to play well. They're 24th right now. They stand to maybe improve their positioning a little bit if they continue to play well. In 4A, Assumption is in position. They're in the top 10 comfortably sitting at number 6. South Lafouche is number 8. If they beat Bell Chase today, and these are, look, these are big ifs. You know, these are not things that are being assumed or anything like that. These are big ifs. You're playing a great Bell Chase team today. You're playing a great Vanderbilt team tomorrow. But if you beat them both, you're going to love what the number next to your name is going to be because you're going to move up a whole heck of a lot and get yourself in position. Right now, South Lafouche is eighth. Their score is 25.8. But the reality is that they're really only one spot. There's really only one spot that they can move up comfortably right now because Tioga's at seven with a 26.1 score. And then after that is Assumption with a 28.3 score. So there's a big gap between they and some of the top teams. But if the Tarpons beat Belchates and Vanderbilt in the next two days, then their score is going to be sitting right on the heels of those teams at the top. And that's when you could get yourself in position to maybe earn a top five seed and really put yourself in position for the postseason. But as it stands right now, they're currently sitting at number eight. Um, but we're starting to see, you know, South Terrebonne gets a win. Are they going to start their, you know, turn around and get things rolling? Uh, E.D. White, they're continuing to play very competitive baseball. They have risen in the ratings quite a bit in recent weeks, and they've got room to grow. If they beat Berwick today, they're going to move up. Uh, Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. They're, they're very, very good. They're 24-5. and five. One loss to South Lafouche does not change that at all. So we've got some teams now. The beginning of the season, it was, oh, man, we've got several local teams who could go to Sulphur. And then after a couple weeks of the season, it was like, man, I don't know. Like some of these teams are not playing very good. 
But now that we've gotten into district play, um, the cream has risen to the top, and we have a lot of teams that are showing us loud and proud, hey, man, these high school baseball playoffs could potentially be a whole, whole heck of a lot of fun. And we so much look forward to seeing how it's all going to shake itself out. It is play-by-play here on 102.7. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. We've got in the next segment Coach Brian Colley of South Lafouche for his usual Monday interview. At noon, we've got Chris Dugat, Thibodeau High School football. At 12.15, we'll talk about all the action that went down over at Augusta. We'll break down the NBA playoffs as the brackets have been set. 12.30, weekend W's and L's. And 12.45, we'll get you your betting picks. There's no NBA games today, so we're going to focus very heavily on Major League Baseball, and I got three winners that I think will be able to allow you guys to make a little extra spare cash. Let's catch a break when we get back. Brian Colley with South Lafouche High School will be joining us. We may have Coach Colley in studio at some point this week. He lives just down the way. He's out of school, and he'll talk with us about uh, some things that he's seen in the world of sports, and then also Tarpon Baseball. He is our color analyst for South Lafouche High School Baseball. So, Coach Colley, out of this break, it's play-by-play on 102.7 FM KLEB. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Gisclair here going to the phone lines for the first time today. It's our usual Monday interview with South Lafouche Athletic Director, Coach Brian Colley. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you, man? Good morning, Casey. Doing well. Yes, sir. Uh, Coach, it is a very busy time over for the Tarpon Athletic Programs. You and I have been calling a ton of baseball with another one coming this afternoon, weather permitting against Bell Chase. Um and, you know, it's crazy, and I was talking about this in the first segment of the show, is three, four weeks ago, everyone's first in- instinct was to say, man, what's wrong with this team or what's wrong with that team? 
But now that we've gotten here into mid-April, uh, everything is kind of shaking itself out to where it was supposed to be. The Tarpons are playing beautiful, beautiful baseball right now, and they are cruising right now. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pleasure to watch this team. Uh, yeah, early on they kind of struggled a little bit, but they settled down and uh, they, they're playing some great baseball. Offensive-wise, they're just, I mean, hammering the ball, uh, some solid hits, and you know we can't forget about that defense. And I, I think a, a big part of it is at center field of Jonah Colley. Yep. Uh, he just covers so much ground in that outfield, and you know, and uh, Wes Alamo and. Dylan Prejean back, you know, left and right field. Uh, they just they do a tremendous job for the Tarpons, and not many balls uh, get by them. It's got to be, uh, you know, hit really hard in the gaps to get by uh, those, those guys. You know, there's always the instinct of, um, you know, you don't want to peak at the wrong time. You want to play your best baseball at the right time of the season. So I'm sure that's going to be one of the concerns of Coach Gitros and his crew is that, hey, man, look, we want to. We've got a shot to win this thing, but we don't want our best baseball to be right now. We want to keep growing on what we're doing right now. What do you think he's going to tell his guys to make sure that you know that they're not yet reaching their peak? Well, uh, just uh, you know, don't get uh, too comfortable with where you at. You, you know, because uh, teams are gunning for the Tarpons now. You know, they, they're playing some great ball, and you just got to be level-headed. And you're right; you don't want to peak, and that's, that's it's got to be a concern. You don't want to peak too early. Uh, you want to peak at the right time heading into the playoffs. And just, you know, tell you guys, keep playing and keep having fun. When you look at, you know, you hear the dugout, they, you know, they're lively, they're having fun, and that's, that's a big part of it. And, uh, you know, no pressure on them. They're just going out and playing uh, the game they love, and it's uh, results are showing. You know, I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. I think Vanderbilt has a very interesting decision to make tomorrow. And, and what I mean by that is um, – they could throw Sheck Snyder on short rest and match him up with Josh Pierce, or they could keep him on his normal rest and try to win a game against Destrehan later in the week that is every bit as big of a PowerPoint game for the Terriers. If you were handling that, would you just kind of stay status quo, or would you really push it all in to try to win the district championship? You and I have said openly on this show, we don't think districts matter anymore. Uh, do you think they're going to try to earn the title, or do you think they're going to just keep their schedule the same? You know, it's um, it's a crazy situation because you you know the district that we're in, and with the split, I mean, Vanderbilt's they're in the play and they're gonna make it regardless. But they're in the playoffs, and you know you want to try and improve your seeding. But uh, you know I think these kids and we're kind of not in favor of district play, you know. But I think these kids uh, want to have some bragging rights and try and win the district. So uh, I, I think Vanderbilt's gonna go all in tomorrow and, and try and get this. Uh, this victory about pitching, uh, you know, their ace. I, I tend to think that you're right. I think I think that that's going to be something that they're going to look to do now. Um, South Lafourche offensively, man, and we'll, we'll talk some basketball and other stuff in here in just a second. But offensively, we've talked about this throughout the broadcast. Is that look, there's no easy place to go to get an out right now. That the, the top of the order is, is lethal. Uh, the bottom of the order, you know, you got Wes and Darren and you know uh, Prejean, and like they've got so many guys there that are doing great things. Like, this is a difficult lineup to pitch to, man, because they've got so many guys who are hot, swinging it at such a high level. Like, this is a difficult lineup to pitch to right now. Yeah, it is from top to bottom. We've been seeing it all year. Uh, just this, this offense, you're right. You, you can't uh, wait for this certain guy in the lineup to come thinking you can get an out because there's absolutely no easy outs in this lineup. And, and they've proven it. And 
look, when some of these guys can make different lineup changes and, uh, like, you know, Ben Martin, he got his chance the other day and he, he played great, you know, and uh, when you get your chance, you got to you gotta produce. We've been saying it all year. And the good thing about it is these these guys are, when they get their chance, they are producing and making it tough on, that, uh, on the coaching staff to uh, figure out different lineups. Coach, let's talk some NBA playoffs. Usually the NBA playoffs are a little bit different in that, like, you knew, like, for years and years, you knew going in, okay, like, it's going to be the Lakers, it's going to be the Warriors, or, or maybe even before Lakers, it's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors. Like, you kind of had a really good idea of how it was going to shake out before the, the postseason even started. Now, man, like, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't, and, and I follow this stuff very closely. I don't have a clue who is going to win the NBA championship. I think it is absolutely positively wide open. Do you kind of agree that, like, or do you think that you know at the end of the day there are some teams that you maybe like more than others? No, I, I think you're right. I think it's wide open. Uh, just a little. Uh, I mean, look, it's, you it may sound crazy, but the Pelicans, yeah, you know, uh, they could come and you know maybe win a series or two because uh, you know I don't know get the play-in game, but if they can get by that. Uh, you get the number one, but uh, look, the Pelicans just them. They they can go out and, uh, and make some noise because. And you, look, the the season that they the turnaround they had is just tremendous. Uh, the way they started the season and the way they're playing now. So yeah, I think the NBA is vital. So that brings an interesting question, as you brought them up just a second ago. Are we going to see Zion Williamson at all? Because the reports are he wants to play. Then the reports also say that the team doctors want him to have some kind of scope or some kind of surgery or something like that that he's not willing to get and that he's not going to play until he gets that operation. So, what do you think? Are we going to see the big fella at all, or is he going to be on the shelf until next year? Yeah, I, you're not going to see him. I, I don't. I don't think he'll come in uh, right now. And you said he wants to play. I'm not sure he wants to play. Yeah, I mean, you may be right about that. Um, it, it's been just an absolute circus for him since uh, his first day w- uh, with the Pelicans, and uh, yeah, I, I think he will. Uh, he, he's done. He's not. He's not going to play this uh, season. So, Tarpon Athletics, right now we got baseball that's roaring into high gear. we got softball that's roaring into high gear. They're both going to be playoff bound. Tennis and golf are in the same boat. Track is in the same boat. And we're going to try to have uh, Coach Galjour on to talk about Tarpon Track later this week. Um, as an AD, like, what are some of your biggest concerns? What are some things that, that, that you're focused on right now? Well, uh, winding down our athletic season, you know, tennis, I believe today is their regional tournament. Track is coming to an end where we host and weather permitting on Wednesday the uh, the parish meet. Uh, you know we're going to be hosting it, and I think the following week is uh, the district meet that we're going to have. And uh, softball's in their final week of the season. Baseball's got a couple of weeks left. Uh, golf is starting to wind down. So uh, focus right now just ending our athletic season and. I uh, believe it's Monday when we get back a week from tonight. We're going to have a, a parent-athlete meeting for all uh, incoming ninth graders and next year, the current eighth graders, where we're going to let the parents and the kids know uh, our plans for the summer as far as conditioning-wise and get the paperwork done on some teams are going to be trying out at the uh, end of next month. They're going to start their tryouts for the, the next season. So uh, it's still a busy time for us and just – in the season and trying to get ready for uh, summer. 
Does the fact that school ends so late change your routine at all? Because usually, okay, like school end in mid to late May, and then you have kind of your summer where you're focused on getting physicals and everything and, you know, getting everybody lined up and squared away for the next year. This year, school doesn't end until, you know, mid-June or maybe even late June. Um, does that change your routine at all, and does that create any problems or complications? Uh, no problems, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the routine just a little. Normally, you know, I'd go in uh, in the mornings and do in, in the month of June, get paperwork and all done for the next year. Uh, we'll be having school, and it's gonna it's gonna change uh, our conditioning uh, definitely for football, where uh, they're gonna have to condition after school. Uh, we got team camps that normally basketball teams go to, where um, a lot of these camps start during the day, where. We won't be able to play during the day. It's going to be in the evening. We're going to have to go in the first uh, couple of weeks of June. So routine is going to change a little bit, but, you know, it's not going to be any problem uh, getting everything done. You said on a recent baseball broadcast that the basketball job has been posted and is now open. What's the timeline for that? Um, you know, approximately how long do you think that's going to take? Uh, I think the uh, applications close this Friday. And uh, hopefully we can get the names uh, Friday afternoon. If not, we'll get them uh, the Monday. And I would, I would guess that we do interviews the next week, and hopefully have a, a coach name uh, shortly after that. Okay, very good. And in terms of um, you know it, uh, the athletic department as a whole, is that currently the only position that that's open uh, for head coaching in the in the athletic department? Uh, yes, I believe it's the only one right now. We may have a few open spots next year in, in a couple of sports, but uh, I'm working on that right now, trying to get the, the staff, the entire coaching staff, you know, for next year to see if we got to advertise for any openings. But uh, right now, all our head coaching spots are filled, and we'll have maybe a couple of assistant jobs open in different sports. Okay, very good. So talk to me about, um, you know, just like athletic department-wise, like the facilities, like the, the, so much of the, the athletic infrastructure got damaged from Ida. Um, I know baseball's back playing. Uh, you know, maybe some small work needs to be done there, you know, getting some bleachers in place, whatever. Softball, they're going to have to do some dugout stuff. Football, press box stuff. Basketball is going to be completely revamped. Like, what's the status and the update? And, you know, maybe what are some of the things we should expect to see reopened first before others? Uh, well, hopefully, uh, the first thing, uh, as far as, like, the gym-wise, we uh, got to get a roof put on. And they're not doing any work, obviously, on the inside until a permanent roof is in place. Because uh, when we get a, a rain uh, rain event, it's still it's raining in the gym. Uh, it rains in a field house, you know, different parts of school. We still have some leaks that uh, we get water in. So hopefully, uh, you know, they can get that roof up pretty soon. But, uh, you know, it, it takes time. And people, I mean, you can realize, understand, they got their own house, their homes and all. They're still fighting with insurance companies and stuff and trying to get things on their house. It's the same thing with the school. Uh, there's a lot of you know red tape you got to go through, and you got to wait for engineers to come and do their part, and you got to advertise the 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 job for so long, and uh, after that you give them so many days to start. So they're in the process of of, of getting it all done. I believe the bids are all out. The bids have been awarded. Now we're just waiting for the the companies to come in and you know and start the work, and 
once they start on the roof, it's like a seven to nine month project, I believe, uh, to get the roofs in. So, uh, school board has a plan. They're trying to uh, August first is a timeline that they would like to have uh, at least a, a maybe a temporary gym floor in for us, but uh, still that remains to be seen. I know they're working hard trying to get things done, but uh, you know hopefully sooner rather than later we can get uh, you know a gym floor put in place. And, and okay, so correct me if I'm wrong here, and, and I may be completely you know off base in, in, in saying that I may not know that understand the plan at all. Would it be a situation where like they would look to get you guys' floor and everything set up first, knowing that hey, then LCO could go play there? And it, like, is it a situation where they prioritize the high school first, or, or what's that look like? No, I, I think LCO is uh is first. Okay. Uh, maybe the, the the scope and sequence of that, you know, it's uh it might be quicker for them to do the uh, the LCO jam than than our jam. Uh, so I'm. Pretty sure I think LCO would, would be first, and um, you know they can start working on our roof, and they can put there's different layers that they have to do on the roof, and once they get a, a good layer down, like the first uh, part of the roof, I think they can start on the uh, the gym floor. So, um, you know, again uh, August first, but that that's uh, you know I think that's a, a long shot for us, but there is second plans, you know, to get a temporary floor put in place and. And maybe some temporary bleaches or whatever, but you know they're trying to <clears throat> the best they can to get it done. And just uh, it's gonna take a little bit of time. Very good. Well, look, man, thanks so much for the time, and we'll see you later today. Okay, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. It's Coach Brian Colley with South Lafourche doing a wonderful job. We look forward to calling today's baseball game with him against Bell Chase. That's a non-district game, but you know it was a big enough non-district game that we were able to broadcast it here on the radio, and you could join us. For high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System tonight. 6.30, no junior varsity game, just varsity at 6.30. South Lafouche taking on the Bell Chase Cardinals. Tarpons are a 16-win team. The Cardinals are a 17-win team. So this is going to be an exceptional showcase of great high school talent. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Chris Dugat with Thibodeau High School will be on the line. It's play-by-play here on 102.7. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. 
It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Welcome back here to Play by Play on 102.7. We want to thank Coach Brian Colley for his time in the last segment. Now we go to the phone lines where we have Thibodeau High School football coach Chris Duga on the line. Coach Duga, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good, buddy. It's been a while. We, uh, we've been talking some football with you here. Uh, we're at that fun time of the year where we're in approaching mid-April, which means that you guys are going to be taking the field for spring, oh, in a couple of weeks. I'm sure that you guys are excited to get back on the field and polish up some of those young guys, huh? Absolutely. Uh, looking to crank up on May 2nd and uh, do our two weeks. Uh, you know, right now you, you're winding down baseball, getting close to the postseason, and, uh, you know, track is getting towards their district and regional meets. And we got a lot of kids participating in uh, those two sports, so – uh, we're looking forward to getting those guys back out to football come that first week of May. So uh, talk about, you know, kind of the breakdown of that. It was like E.D. White, Kyle said, hey, look, man, we just got too many dudes all over. Like, we couldn't even do spring. With you all, baseball's kind of on the fringe and maybe getting in, maybe not getting in. Uh, track and field will be kind of sort of wrapping up there. Um, talk about, you know, the, the, the urge or want to do it in, in, the, in May as opposed to adding it on to August. I like doing the two weeks in May just to get a look at the young guys. You know, uh, you might get a few surprises here and there. Some guys that you wouldn't expect them to uh, to do anything for you, and they kind of come up and, and surprise you a little bit in the spring. Uh, you may have a couple of guys in and out, especially that first week, because you're looking at state meet, uh, track meet on that first week of that uh, that Saturday on May seventh. So you got to have some guys in and out. Uh, baseball will be starting to wind down. Baseball will be kind of on the fringe. So if they win a, a first-round playoff game, you may have a couple of those guys out. But we still have plenty of guys that are, uh, that are not in spring sports right now uh, that we need to look at and evaluate. You know, I like to get that evaluation period right before the summer so you kind of know where, you, uh, where you're jumping off at and someone where you need to start uh, with, your, with your summer weights and conditioning and some of the installation that you do early in the summer, too. We do a lot of install and seven on seven with the passing game and stuff like that early in the, in the summer so i like to get a look at those young guys uh in the spring that you know you kind of know what you got with your starters with your ians and your demarcus is coming back you know but you, you you like to really evaluate the young guys and see where you're at coach tell me about how important it is that there's you know uh cooperation amongst coaches during the summer and but we had Brian Colley on in the last segment, and whenever he was the boys' basketball coach at South Lafourche, he would always say, man, we're not going to lose a kid over the summer. And what he meant by that was, hey, if they've 
got to go play Swampland baseball or if you know, they're playing seven-on-seven seven football, they'll always be willing to work around those schedules to try to make it work to not lose a kid over the summer. Some schools do that really well. Other schools, it becomes an issue because coaches are trying to, you know, uh, get their their piece of the pie, so to speak. How important is it over the summer that the coaches at, at one program or one school are all working together to make sure that everybody is taken care of? Well, it's really important, and and over here it works really well. Uh, Shane, who who is our baseball coach, Shane Trostler, he's a football coach also, so he understands, uh, you know, how important it is for us to get, uh, you know, the seven-on-seven stuff done during the summer. So we're able to work around Swampland pretty easily. And uh, Tony Clark, our basketball coach, we got some. he does some summer leagues and some summer camps and stuff like that during the summer. But most of that stuff's on weekends when we're not, we're not doing anything for football. But we, over here, we've, we've shared kids, uh, you know, the entire time I've been here, and we've never had an issue with uh, baseball or basketball or, you know, even us in football, you know, trying to take a kid – more and and not giving the other coach the opportunity to work with the kid we we've never had that issue here we're really good about uh sharing kids and working together and uh you know figuring out a schedule where they can get it all in and to the flip side to that now throwing uh uh, jerry blackwell j-rock into that how important is it that you guys are making sure that they're not doing too much over the summer because you said okay you know monday through friday and then weekend like they could burn themselves out over the summer how do you make sure that you know the guys who need to be on a pitch count so to speak are are you know following it jared does a good job with that and uh you know he monitors the kids uh during the summer and you know a lot of those guys have you know maintenance issues that they may be seeing him about just nagging injuries and stuff like that so he uh, he keeps a close watch on those guys, and uh, we and we know who those guys are because they they've been pre-identified, and uh, we know you know who who is a guy that's a, a multi-sport athlete, and we kind of got to pull off sometimes on, on some of those kids, and, and we're well aware of that, and we we, we try to uh, you know monitor like you say the pitch count with those guys and make sure we're not overusing anything, especially you know leading up to the season, we don't want to burn a kid out before the season even starts. Very good. Coach, I know you're super excited about your upcoming team. you got uh, several uh, starters back and a lot of very talented kids returning. Um, uh, talk to us about how the offseason is going. You know, uh, you're, you're trying to get them bigger, faster, and stronger, and I know you said you got a lot of leadership with this year's group. How's the offseason been so far, man? Weight room's been great. Uh, you know, we we see a lot of kids making some gains. Uh, we've been doing some some maxes just to kind of gauge where the kids are and, 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 and basically testing them every so many months. And we, we're seeing a lot of gains in the weight room. We're seeing a lot of gains outside with, with you know, with our speed and conditioning. So it's, it's been a really good spring uh, for us thus far. And now we're st- actually doing some after school stuff with some, with some new guys. We, we, we've been a few new faces that are, uh, that are coming out this year. Some guys that were playing other sports before. And I guess, some of our uh, players have kind of recruited those guys out in the halls, which is which is absolutely going to help us because I mean you see guys in the halls sometimes and you, you know you might not know who a name is and 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 but somebody on the team does and they've they've done a good job. I think the, the the team, the existing team, has done a great job in the spring of actually getting us some new guys and going to recruit the halls. And uh, so we're working with some of those guys after school, and you know actually some of those guys are quite impressive and. We think they can help us out, too. 
High school sports, we talk about the, the, the cycles all the time. That's the word that we always use. You know, all right, they're on a good cycle. Um, do you think that sports could become like like an actual sport could be cyclical? And what I mean by that is, it feels like five six years ago, everybody in the area was down. They didn't have the numbers that they wanted, and were struggling, or whatever it may be. And I don't know, maybe if it's because you know you got guys like Mason Smith and Amik and guys that you know from the area that signed, and it kind of sparked the interest. Maybe you know E.D. White going to the championship helped spark some interest and show some of the kids locally, hey, this is pretty cool to be a part of. But now it feels like a lot of the programs locally who maybe once had 40 or 50 and were trying to grow their numbers now are in the 70s and the 80s. Do you think that you know football, for you know, no better way to phrase it, is kind of sort of coming back? Yeah, you know, and I agree with you. You know, seeing those big name recruits in the area always helps to uh, spark the interest with kids. And, and having a team that had the success that E.D. White did also helped spark interest. But I think the last couple of years, you know, uh, COVID was a, big, was, a, was a big deterrent, sure. you know, for some kids. We just didn't get as many kids out. And I found, like, we, we, we're usually a team that has between 70 and 80 guys on the team, you know, varsity-wise. And then the, the, the last two years with COVID, I feel like that really hit our numbers a little bit. And uh, we could see it definitely with our freshmen. The year before COVID in 2019, we had 62 freshmen out for the football team. Last year, which was, you know, that, that, that rough year with COVID and Ida, we were looking at probably 30 to 33 guys on the freshman football team. So it was basically cut in half. And, uh, you know, I just think a lot of that stuff going on has kind of hampered the numbers a little bit the last couple of years for us. So, I think the interest is picking back up. Definitely, you are 100% correct. And, uh, you know, the, the, the big-name kids coming out of the area is going to do nothing but help uh, the interest increase and teams making runs and seeing, you know, the kids seeing that it's possible for them to, you know, to make that run deep into the playoffs, you know. Because I can remember back in my day, the Bayou was, was the thing, you know. Yeah. Nobody knew who Hanville and Destrehan were. The Bayou was the was was the area, you know. Central Lafourche, Thibodeau, South Lafourche, Assumption, you know, uh, all all made deep runs at, at that time, and we we were kind of the dominant area uh, for a while. And maybe maybe it's a sign of the times. Maybe it's coming back. I hope so. Now I got to ask you about this. Stan and I talked about this Saturday, as if your job wasn't hard enough. Now with the LHSA talking about this NIL stuff and, and allowing it to take place at the high school level. My thoughts are, are, are this, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Like, purely, I think that, you know, if a student athlete has the market to, you know, make a profit off of their name, signing autographs or selling jerseys or T-shirts, more power to them. But my fear is that you're going to start to see some things like we're seeing at college where it has nothing to do with a person's name, image, or likeness. It's just, hey, I'm going to give you money, go to school where I want you to go to school at. I think that that's going to be a big concern how do you view this, and what are your thoughts as the LHSA has made that leap? I'm kind of on the same page as you. Uh, you know, more power to the kid if they can sign autographs and, and, and you know, make money off of their name. But I, I kind of am on the same wavelength as you are, is that this can become kind of messy. I'm just kind of looking at the Texas A&M situation. I'm not so sure how much of that's on a, really on up and up. You know, all of a sudden – you know, they have the number one recruit class in the country, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of fishy. And, uh, you know, I, I just think as, as a coach that could, that could come back to bite you too, because if that booster is paying that, 
that five-star kid big money and he doesn't produce and uh you know you, you could be here today and gone tomorrow because that booster is going to wonder why you're not getting that kid to produce or heaven forbid he entered the portal and leave you know and they gave him this big nil deal and uh the kid's no longer with the team so i can see where it can you know be beneficial for the athlete but i can see where it can lead to some trouble in the long run you know and uh I don't know. It's it's. I guess I, I guess we're still in in the early stages of it, so we'll have to see, you know, and, and maybe revisit this in, in a year or two and see see where we're at. Is this a conversation that you're going to have with your staff in terms of you know, hey, uh, if a player of ours is approached by a business or whatever it may be, you know, here's how we're going to handle it, or are you guys going to just kind of wait and see how it shakes out? I'm going to be kind of in the wait and see mode because. Uh, you know, I, I think I have to learn more about it right. too and, and just, you know, you know, see how this is really going to work. But uh, it, it does it does kind of make me a little nervous of what's to come because, I mean, it's high school sports. You know, it's, it, the kids have time to, to do all this other stuff, and I'm just worried that it, it's making them grow up a little too fast. I agree. That's, that's very, very well said. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Okay, pal? All right, man. Thank you. Yep, that is Coach Chris Dugas with Thibodeau. Uh, the way he said it is is very, very well said, and he simplified it beautifully. They've got time to do the other stuff. We're asking them to grow up too fast. That is um, exactly how I feel. And they're going to have a really good team this coming season. They've got a lot coming back um, in terms of underclassmen who are becoming upperclassmen, and also they're getting a couple of kids back who were ided last year. Is that a thing, calling it ided? Uh, they were out of the area uh, because of the storm, who are now back in the area. And Coach Duga and his crew are going to be a very formidable foe and a very tough out for a lot of the local teams in 5A. Let's get to break. It's play-by-play. We're sponsored by Ashley Barrier, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs. Because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off's the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Masters, the NBA playoffs, maybe a little LSU baseball sprinkled in there. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this break. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Meet our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. 
Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! And welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Disclair here reminding you, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System tonight, 6.30. The Tarpons are taking on Bell Chase out in Galliano. We look so very much forward to seeing our friends over at Bell Chase and then also our friends in the community who are Likely going to be turning out in droves to try to support the red-hot Tarpon baseball team fresh off of their latest victory, which was against Vanderbilt Catholic. So, let's talk about Augusta for a minute. Um, I'm not going to do like, you know, maybe other shows and spend the entire time talking about the Masters, talking about Tiger Woods, as much as I would want to do that because, you know, I'm a Tiger Woods fanboy. I'm going to give kudos and a huge attaboy to our champion, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is unbelievable. Um, 25 years old, has won four of his last seven starts. University of Texas guy. He's already made $10 million in earnings this season on the PGA Tour. And he, uh, for no better way to explain it, like I don't know how to explain it, he dominated the Masters. Like he dominated. He won by three shots. Let's be real. He won by four or five shots. You know, he just kind of had the yibs there on the last green, couldn't put the ball in the hole, missed a couple of putts inside of seven feet. Tournament was never in doubt. He dominated throughout the week, um, played so consistently well, was under par every round of the tournament, 69 in the opening round, then kind of grabbed control with a 67 in the second round. Then once he had the big lead, he just never relinquished it. Um, played so well and goes ahead and wins the tournament by three over Rory McIlroy. Here's what I want to say about Scotty Scheffler. Um, I never took seriously, uh, how could I say this? We've had a lot of great American golfers since Tiger Woods. And we've been told, okay, or Ricky Fowler's the next guy, or Jordan Spieth is the next guy, or Justin Thomas is the next guy. I never took those guys as serious threats to be the next kind of quote-unquote Tiger Woods type. I never took any of those other guys that I just mentioned as that because I think that that last generation, the previous generation of American golfers, the guys who are in their early 30s now, the Speets and the, you know, the, the Ricky Fowlers and those guys, I think that they loved what golf could do for them more than they actually love golf itself. 
and you see it all the time on their Instagram and Twitter. They're on yachts and they're partying and they're getting drunk and they're having a good time. Like they love the money that golf provides them more than they love winning on the golf course. Scotty Scheffler is going to be a big deal because you don't see any of that stuff with him. At least not so far. Knock on wood. Um, he loves to win. He loves to play. He loves to win. He's the uber competitor that I think some of the other guys before him on tour are not. He's won four times in 13 starts this year. He's got seven top tens in 13 starts this year. We've told you about the $10 million he's made on the tour. He seems to really be that golf guy. Ricky Fowler and Spieth and those guys like they're they're good at golf, but they're they're frat boys. They're they're they like to have fun. Not to say that Scott Sheffield doesn't like to have fun, but he seems to be more of a I'm serious about this. This is my trade. This is my craft. Like I'm gonna go and get it. And I think he is going to be a very, very serious player here coming home in the next couple of years. Number one play in the world right now. He won the Masters. He's going to win a lot, a lot of golf tournaments, a lot of big golf tournaments. And I think that this was just kind of his coming out party. He already wanted Bay Hill earlier this year, wanted the Phoenix Open, wins at the Masters. Like, this is going to be a very big year, and he may not be finished winning majors this year because he's on that kind of a roll. Now, let's talk about my guy, Tiger Woods. Tiger finished way out of the lead. You know, he didn't win. He wasn't in contention. He was never a threat to win on Sunday. He finished his 13 over par, 47th place. Got a nice check for 43 grand, though. I wish I could finish 47th place at something and win 43 grand. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Tiger kind of tailed off as the weekend went on. He shot a 71 in the opening round, 74 in the second round, and two straight 78s. <clears throat> it was amazing to see him play at all. We talked about that earlier in the week. We talked about that on Friday's show. It was amazing to see him play it all. But more important now is it was amazing to hear him talk about how he felt after playing. Tiger is already committed to playing in the Open. Tiger said, hey, look, I may play in the U.S. Open. I may play in the PGA Championship. It's awesome to hear that he's going to be a presence now going forward. Will he be a leaderboard presence? I don't know. But it's awesome to hear and think that he'll be a presence and he'll be a guy who's going to be at these events, who'll be competing, and who'll be playing. If he could get his swing maybe a little faster, hit the ball maybe a little longer, get maybe a little more endurance, a little more strength, I think he's capable of contending again at select events. Because one of the things that plagued him at Augusta was he, like I don't know, just kind of struggled to get it as far off the tee as he used to. Now, at times, look, he let it eat, and he had a 335-yard drive, on the second yesterday, like at times he let it eat. But at times he was just maybe a little shorter than normal, which was putting his approaches to the green a little bit farther away, and he had less control over the ball, and it was just causing problems at Augusta that he's not used to having. 
He hadn't played in a PGA Tour event in 500-plus days. That's rust that comes with it. If he could just start to build his body back up a little bit, get a little bit stronger, like the swing is there, the mind is there, he's still got good nerves, he putted okay, like around the greens he was still okay, he's capable of perhaps contending again. But that, again, that's neither here nor there. The fact that he is going to just be there and a presence and a, and a, a, a part of the sport going forward is absolutely positively amazing to see. And it was awesome to see him play. Awesome to see him make the cut, and awesome to see after playing, you know, him say, hey, I feel good. I'm going to play in the British. I'm going to play in future events. <clears throat> Another thing that was awesome to see was all of the international flair in the leaderboard, man. You got Scheffler, who's an American that wins. McElroy, who's not from the United States, who finishes second. Lowry, who's from not, you know, outside the United States, finishes third. Cameron Smith, the same. Corey Connors. Sung Bay uh, you know, M, like a lot of international flavor. This sport's in a good position globally for a long time. So I think that that was awesome to see as well. Um, now let's talk maybe a little bit, you know, shifting away from the Masters, let's talk about the NBA. The NBA playoff field is now set. We've got our 20 teams. It's crazy to think that we're sending 20 out of 30 teams to play. It was actually kind of nauseating. We've got Miami, who's going to be the one seed. They're going to take on someone from the play-in tournament. Boston is the two seed. They'll take on someone from the play-in tournament out east. The Bucks will take on the Bulls in the opening round. The 76ers will take on the Raptors. In the west, the Suns and Grizzlies will be meeting some form of a play-in team in the opening round. Then you got the Warriors, who are the three seed. They'll take on the Nuggets. The Mavericks, who are the four seed. They'll take on the Jazz. This is the wild, wild west. And I, I say Wild Wild West. I mean both conferences are the Wild Wild West because anything could happen in both. What's to stop the Hawks from getting hot? Trey Young could score 40, 50 points every time he takes the floor when he wants to. The Nets may be the best overall team in the East. They're both in the playing tournament. They're both in the playing tournament. What's to stop? A team like the Timberwolves, who leads the NBA in scoring, scoring 116 points per game. What's stopping them from getting hot and making a little run? And, you know, Patrick Beverly starts playing some tough defense. And what's stopping them from beating a team like Memphis in the opening round? It's going to be a whole lot of fun. These next couple months of basketball are going to be amazing to see. The Pelicans. I have been more critical of the Pelicans than anybody on local radio. I think that they're homers. I think I'm the only realist of the bunch. But even I got to swallow some crow here. The Pelicans are playing pretty well entering the postseason. They've got a little work to do. They've got to beat the Spurs to get in. Then they've got to beat the loser of the Timberwolves and the Clippers to get in, which I think will be the Clippers. Can they sneak into the postseason? Yeah, maybe. But the fact that they're in the conversation is pretty damn impressive. If they get in and they pop Zion Williamson into the lineup, I don't think that'll happen. But let's say they do. They become a whole different team. No one's going to have scouted them. No one's going to have prepared for them. They could play a very interesting series potentially with the Phoenix Suns in the opening round. These matchups are going to be very fun. The 76ers, the team of my rooting interest because of James Harden, they're going to Toronto. 
they're going to be without a starter for the road games in that series because of COVID vaccine rules in Toronto. It's ridiculous that we're still fighting those types of things in our world, but that's the world in which we live. The 76ers are going to have to play at least two road games in the series without a starter. Uh, Thibault is going to be out of the lineup. He's a big defensive piece. Does that change things there? These playoffs are going to be exceptional. And then you got you know all the ramifications of the lottery and the Lakers don't have their pick and you know who's going to win the lottery and how's that going to shake out? I can't wait. I'm a basketball junkie as it is, but I can't wait to see you know we carry ourselves from April 11th all the way through June is going to be highly entertaining and we're going to be covering the heck out of the NBA playoffs here on play by play. We cannot wait. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to give our weekend W's and L's, but first a reminder Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute. We'll catch a break when we get back. Our W's and L's for the weekend. We've got a lot of them to hand out here. It's play-by-play on 102.7. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve or visit their website at joeseptic at viscom.net. Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. Once more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. And welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Justclair here. We're going to get your weekend W's and L's here. In the middle stages of the show, I know folks are always looking forward to this Monday feature to see who we're going to reward and you know talk about for their great work over the weekend. But first, man, look, we got <laughs> our first W. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't give it to the South Lafouche baseball team because, man, look – this is a team that is um, trying to think of a way to do this to where, like, people, like, if I, here's the thing, here's the struggle that I always have, right? And this goes with my newspaper work. This goes with things that I post on Facebook. This goes with the things that I say on the radio. My instinct is always to talk, you know, positively about South Lafouche, but then people say, ah, oh, you're just being a homer. You went there, you went to school there, you're friends with the coaches. No, let's talk, y'all. All of my homerism aside, all of my love for the school aside, these dudes are playing some really, really good baseball. These dudes, if they continue to play the way that they're playing right now, the rest of the season, listen to me when I tell you this. Grab your chair, grab your seat, do what you got to do. They've got a shot to win it all. The Tarpons have won 9 of 10 and 11 of 13. Did I do that right? 9 of 10 and 11 of 13, yes. They're hitting the cover off of the ball. In the last 10 games, they have scored 12. They have scored 16. They have scored 13. Then a game where they only scored 3, but stranded 12 on base. Scored 7. Scored 12, scored 13, scored 12, scored 8, scored 12. If you score 10, 12 runs every game, you're not going to lose very often. But what Coach Gitros would say is the most impressive is that in that same run, they're starting to play better defense and they're starting to pitch better. 
in the last 10 games. They allowed seven to Thibodeau, most of them via error, three to Destrahan, two to Morgan City, gave up 10 to Ascension Catholic, got kind of hit there, five to Morgan City, two to Ellender, zero to Ellender, two to South Terrebonne, one to South Terrebonne, six to Vanderbilt. If this South Lafouche team could keep opponents consistently under five runs, they're going to win a whole hell of a lot of games. Because I don't know that a lot of opposing pitching staffs are going to be able to keep them consistently under five runs. So they got a weekend W, and I'm telling you all now in the community right now, we've got a big down-the-by listener base. This is a team that's got a shot. They've got a shot. Go support them in their home games. They've got four home games this week. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Go see for yourself. Go see for yourself. If they continue to play the way that they have been playing, they have got a shot. Weekend L goes to Bryson DeChambeau. Where the heck is Bryson DeChambeau? Remember, Bryson DeChambeau was the golfing guy. Like He was going to be the guy that was going to revamp the way the game was played and he had his physics and he had his metrics and, oh, he hits the ball 700 yards off the tee and he's going to change everything about the sport. The dude's become a Joe Blow. He's not even a threat at all anymore in, in the game. And now he may be able to get it back. I get it. Um, but Bryson DeChambeau shoots 76, then 80 at Augusta. This is the same Bryson DeChambeau who once said that Augusta, oh, that's a short course. That's nothing. I'll go out there. That's a par 68 course. DeChambeau has played four events this year. He's only made the cut in one. In one. Uh, He's got to find something, and he's got to find something quick. His body is beginning to break down. He's not hitting it straight. He's hitting it all over the place. Um, Big weekend L for Bryson DeChambeau. His dude shot 80. Tiger Woods, who is playing on one leg, blistered Bryson DeChambeau, who's supposed to be the next big thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get right, Bryson. Weekend W, number two, goes to LSU baseball. Finally, the LSU baseball team looked like an LSU baseball team should. In a season where they have been up or down, hit or miss, topsy-turvy, finally, the Tigers play with some fluidity. Finally, they play with some rhythm, and they played plenty well enough to get by Mississippi State on the road. Now, let me do this loose math here. I'm doing it on the fly with you all. As we're doing the segment, LSU's Friday game against Mississippi State, the Tigers committed, let's see, well, it's going to probably take me too long to do all of them, but Friday's game, they didn't commit an error, none. Saturday's game, the LSU defense, let me see, as the wheel spins here on the LSU website, Saturday's game, LSU committed three, so they didn't play great defense Saturday. Uh, Sunday's game against Mississippi State, the LSU defense scored third. Well, the LSU offense scored 13 runs. The defense in the game committed zero errors. So there you go. There you go. That's the difference. It that's the difference in a nutshell. It you know a lot of times sports teams we we as fans complicate issues all the time, and we talk about this and that, and we make very simple problems so complex. And so difficult to understand when they don't need to be. And LSU baseball fans are no different. I'm here and tall. Well, they got to change the lineup. They got to do this. They got no. They need to field the basic ground ball and catch the basic fly ball. 
And when making extravagant diving plays on the infield, don't throw the ball away. If you have to, after you stop it, just put it in your pocket and give up the infield single. In two of the three games, LSU didn't commit an error. And, hey, gee, who knew? When you play clean baseball in the SEC, you actually win some games. So the Tigers go on the road and get a big sweep, and they get a big weekend W because of it. Weekend L goes to Frank Vogel, the Los Angeles Lakers coach who was fired. Um, I don't even know if he's officially been fired, but all reports are that he's going to be fired from his post at L.A. Um, I give him the L, but you know who deserves the L. LeBron James deserves the L there. He's the one who's forcing this. He's the one who forced them to build a flawed roster. He's the one who forced them to get Russell Westbrook. He's the one who has forced them into signing trash like Carmelo Anthony and trash like the veterans that are on that roster that are not equipped to play in the NBA anymore, like Dwight Howard and guys who have name value and name recognition and and who could, oh, maybe make cameos in Space Jam, but can't play at the NBA level anymore that they need to. Frank Vogel gets the L on behalf of LeBron James for a flawed Lakers team that is a long way from contention right now in the NBA. Weekend W, um, I'll give it to Tiger Woods and Scotty Scheffler both. Scheffler wins the tournament. Tiger wins the headlines. It's awesome to see that golf has a young star who's going to be capable of competing for such a long time. And it's awesome to see that golf's oldest and biggest star is back in the headlines and back ready to roll. I said in the last segment how excited I am that Tiger's going to be a presence again. <laughs> it's just great for the game. I can't wait to see him play at the Open. I enjoyed so much watching him play at Augusta. The results weren't there, but with repetition and time, the results will start to be there again, and I think he's going to contend, and I think that he's not going to let himself play until he's in contention. Weekend L goes to the Los Angeles Angels. Um, look, it's only one weekend. Like they're, they're, they're not done. They're not finished. Not going to be that guy who's going to give the high. Oh, the Angels are done. Three games into a 162-game season. <laughs> or four games, rather, in their case. Um, but the Angels had a chance. And I still think that they're one of the teams that can make a leap forward. But they had a chance on opening weekend to make a statement. You're hosting the Astros. You're hosting the team that like you're trying to catch in the West. You're hosting the team that you're trying to overtake and become. And they lost 3-4 on their home diamond and like really didn't look good in the process. And it just starts to make you wonder, like maybe these pieces just don't fit. And what I think is maybe the most frustrating for the Angels is that for years they've had issues with their pitching, right? Uh, that wasn't the issue against Houston. They actually pitched well. It was their offense that struggled. So, you know, Anthony Rendon, he's, he still can't buy a hit. Um, you know, Kurt Suzuki has been swinging okay, but really not for any power. And like Otani has started off slow, two of 17 on the year. Maybe these offensive pieces are not as prolific or as, as dominant as we thought that they would be. Maybe the sum of the parts is, is not as great as some of the individuals on paper. Weekend W, my boy Cameron Pierce and the Terrebonne High School baseball team, they get a big, big win over Hanville. And they tie for first place in our local 5A district. Terrebonne has a lot of things that you could do some damage with on the high school baseball level. They've got a good offense. That's that's something you could always work with. They've got good coaching. That's something you could always work with. And they've got a dude that if you throw him on any given day, he could beat anybody. They, they're now, they have that luxury of 
they could kind of piece through their schedule. All right, we're going to throw a level here. We're going to throw them here and here. And they could kind of schedule themselves into where they want to be super competitive against anybody. And then they'll just try to outslug and out hit you and play good defense and be sound fundamentally the other games and piece it together. So far, it's working. They're in first place, a tie for first place in our local district. Terrebonne High School baseball hasn't been in that spot in a long time, but we're super happy that they're there now. And I hope that they keep it rolling. I hope they get into the top 32, and I hope that they're postseason bound. A weekend L goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers because, hot damn, the Cavaliers have had their best basketball season in a long time. But it's all going to come to an end here soon because let me tell you what's going to happen. The Cavs are the eighth seed in the East. They're going to lose to the Nets in the play-in game in Brooklyn. The Nets are going to be the seventh seed. The Nets are going to beat the Cavaliers, likely by a lot. And then the Cavaliers are going to lose to the Hawks or the Hornets who are going to play one another in that 9-10 play-in tournament uh, set up there. Cleveland, you've had a great year. I don't see you winning a game in the play-in tournament. I think you're going to be going home. Uh, Because of that, uh, you get a weekend L. Weekend W goes to my Atlanta Braves. And and you guys are going to say, man, he's just giving Ws to the things that he likes. Um, Tiger got one. South Louisiana baseball got one. LSU baseball got one. You may be right on that. I'm giving the Braves a W for for this reason. Um, And this will be a little sentimental to me as a man who does this type of work. The Atlanta Braves had their ring ceremony this weekend where they handed their championship World Series rings to all the players. Big ceremony on the field. And I'm sure you guys saw on social media, like all the different graphics of the ring. It's a big old ring. It opens up inside the stadium. There's lights. There's diamonds. Beautiful. Well, yesterday during their ball game with the Reds, the Atlanta Braves uh, president, uh, last name Schiller. I'm going to mess up the first name, but I'm going to say Mr. Schiller goes up to the booth, and the play-by-play guy, which is Chip Carey, and the color analyst, Jeff Francoeur, and then some of the sideline reporters, uh, you know, Paul Bird, and all, all the members of the Braves broadcast staff think that they're going up to get a picture with Mr. Schiller for, like, the media guide or something like that, right? No, they, Mr. Schiller got them all together. He presented them all with their own championship ring, there were tears of joy. There was you know, celebration. There was shock, awe, angst, whatever you want to call it. That organization announced also they're going to give championship rings to just about all of its employees. That's doing it right. It's a team, and yes, when you think of team, you think of the players on the field, but you got to think of the personnel and all the people that are working and you know to promote the program and all the people that are you know helping to sell tickets and whatever it may be. It's all part of a joint team effort. So for them to reward and think highly enough of the broadcast team, they get a W for that in my eyes. And look, I am part of a situation too, being the the voice of South Lafouche Athletics. I know that the head coaches down the by and everything appreciate the work that we do. So I know how special of a feeling that that was for Chip Carey and Jeff Francoeur and everything like that. Because there are a lot of folks in this in this profession who are unappreciated and are are, are taken for granted. Um. So I know that whenever it's the opposite, I know that that's a great feeling. So kudos to the Braves for rewarding their broadcast crew and giving them championship rings for the work that they have done. It's play-by-play here on 102.7. Let's remind you guys that we are sponsored by Ashley Barrio, State Form Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. 
Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets tastes like home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. They also sponsor our Stinger of the Game for high school baseball coverage. Darren Ducey was the latest Stinger of the Game for South Lafouche thanks to his big grand slam home run against Vanderbilt. And then Golden Motors. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proud supporters of South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Out of this break, we're going to get you some betting picks, and we'll take a look at the headlines here. It's play-by-play on 102.7. Enjoying a wonderful show here on KLEB. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Shrimp boats is a common Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches, and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina, Knotless Dynamic, Alara Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alario Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alario Brothers before the season begins. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at alariobros.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets. Feels like home. One segment to go here on Play by Play. We've got about another five or six minutes left with you all. That means it's time to get our betting picks for the day. Um, we want to thank Coach Brian Colley for his time. We want to thank Coach Chris Dugat for his time. Tomorrow on our Tuesday show, we're hot and heavy uh, previewing district matchups in high school baseball. I don't know, man. Looking at the weather forecast, kind of getting a little nervous. It's kind of cloudy. Hopefully, we're able to get some high school baseball in today. Um, but we'll see if the weather holds out. And tomorrow will be the same. Tomorrow is actually supposed to be another wet and rainy day. So we'll hope to get a bunch of baseball in this week. But we'll see how it goes. But anyway, our three betting picks, um, we dive right in. And our first pick, look, it's all Major League Baseball today, right? There's no NBA. There's only one hockey game. So it's all Major League Baseball I like the Boston Red Sox uh, to to win outright, uh, covering a 122 minus 122 money line against the Detroit Tigers. Um, look, Vegas rarely makes mistakes. I think they're just flat out making a mistake here. I, Boston is a far superior team to Detroit. 
Uh, Michael Waka is throwing on the mound for Boston. He's not great, but he ain't horrible. Matt Manning is throwing for Detroit. He's, he's not altogether, you know, an ace either. And for me, it's as simple as this. Yeah, I get it. Boston's on the road. Detroit's at home. I understand that. Um, but if you're listing the top 20 players, or let's not say 20, the top 10 players in the series, Boston has like seven or eight of them. You know, Trevor Story, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, you know, Verdugo, JT Martin. Like, Boston has most of the good players in this game. It's baseball. Anything can happen. Anybody could beat anybody on any given day. But if you're giving me Boston at almost even money to beat Detroit in any single game, I think that's a price that's too good to pass up. So give me the Red Sox today to beat the Tigers out in Detroit. Uh, Boston's in the mix. Detroit is not. And for all of those reasons, I think that the Red Sox are a good play today. Pick number two. Let's see what we're going to choose from the list. I like. Uh, let's do this one. I'm going to go under. Under nine and a half runs today in the game between the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees. I think I think this one's a little bit of a trap. Um, I think that. Um, because you got two prolific offenses in a ballpark that the ball usually jumps out of, I think that the instinct is to say, oh, over, over, over. Well, the wind is going to kind of be blowing in. The weather's not going to be great. Temperature will be in the 50s. You know, cold weather game, windy game. That usually favors the pitching. So because of that, I think that it's going to be under 9.5. I think we're looking at a 4-3 to ball game and not a 6-5 to ball game here. So give me under for the Yankees and the Blue Jays tonight out in the Bronx. Let's see. Our last one today, I'll give you, let's do this one. I like the San Francisco Giants to win outright as a minus 149 betting favorite over the San Diego Padres. And the reason for that, again, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, kind of an ugly game, a game where both teams are going to struggle to score. Kind of cooler weather out in San Francisco, late-night game, so that, that wind's going to be whipping out off of that water out there. That type of game, that style of game favors the Giants. If you know it were hot and the wind were blowing out, like you favor the Padres in a, in a game where you figured there could be a lot of offense. But in kind of that sloppy, messy game, I like the Giants. Alex Wood is pretty good. 10-4 and four last year, 3.80 RA. He's uh, seasoned. He's not going to get too rattled. He's not going to get too flustered about anything that's coming his way. So I like the Giants in that one uh, to take care of business and to, to get the win and defend their home field. So those are our three betting picks today. If you want to find uh, any additional betting picks, you can find me on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash or forward slash. Make sure I'm reading you the address right. Forward slash just Claire Casey. And I could you could find some betting picks, some additional betting picks there. Uh, a couple of headlines. Um, let's see. Frank Vogel is out after three years with the Lakers. We talked about that. The Ohio State Buckeyes are gonna honor um uh, fallen quarterback uh Haskins at the spring game. Dwayne Haskins, who tragically was killed when he was hit by a vehicle this past week in Ohio State's gonna honor his life and memory. Just such a terrible tragedy, man. I was actually reading that headline Saturday while doing the sports corner, and it hit me. It, like it hit me hard. Like I don't know that dude. Like I don't know him from the man on the moon. I never met him, 
But just to think that someone that young could be taken away from us, man, it just goes to show cherish life and appreciate what you have as tomorrow it may be gone. Anthony Davis says he and LeBron James could still be the core of a title team. Anthony Davis, I got some mountainside property in Lockport to sell you if you believe that. The Lakers need far more help than just AD and LeBron James. They have shown this year that that core does not work together. John Rahm is the betting favorite for the next major championship, which is the PGA Championship, which will come a couple weeks ago. Um, I guess that's okay, right? I mean, Scheffler's won a bunch, so odds are... You know, golf's a sport where you don't usually win almost every single time that you play, unless if you're Tiger Woods in the in the early 2000s. So I think that, yeah, John Rahm could, yeah, he could be the betting favorite. Doesn't mean that he's going to win, but I could understand why he would be favored. And then the last headline, then we'll get the heck out of here. Let's see, we've got um, the Wolves have signed their, their head basketball coach. Timberwolves have signed Chris Finch to a multi-year extension. That's much deserved. The Wolves... Uh, made big strides, winning 46 games this past season. A lot of young talent on that team, and they did an excellent job bringing all that young talent together. And I said this earlier in the show, if they win their playing game and get into that bracket of eight, I don't want to face those guys. They're very good, very competitive. They score a lot. They've got such a prolific offense. It would be a nightmare for whoever it is that they face. So thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Coach Colley and Coach Dugas. Thanks for you all for listening to the show. Tomorrow we'll have our TGMC Tuesday, and we're going to be loading up. We're going to be heavy on the, on the on the calling guests this week, perhaps because teachers are out of school. So like they're you know usually we're bugging them. You know we're asking them to get out of class and everything to come do the the interview. This week they're more free, so we're going to uh, try to load up and, and catch up with some folks that we maybe haven't on in a while or haven't had on in a while. Tarpon Baseball at 6.30 today against Bell Chase. This is Casey Jisco wrapping up. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day. Hope to see you all at the park. God bless everybody. Same time tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.